Hey, you're listening to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll learn why you're feeling so burnt out, some insights and hacks to get you along this entrepreneurial journey. I'm Kylie Yotel, former oil and gas manager, turned health coach, life coach, and business mentor for female entrepreneurs just like you and help them heal and recover from burnout. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm talking today with my good friend, Sadie Tolberg. So we've talked before about being multi-passionate and this lady, she's all the way. She's a nurse. She's also a biohacker and she's partnered with Isogenics and she's also an army veteran. Yes, veterans. (laughs) And she's a mental health outreach director for this clinic here locally in Los Angeles. And she also runs this amazing networking group called the Boss Ladies here in the South Bay of SoCal. And that's how we met. And I'm just super excited to have her on the podcast today because I'll be real. We had a whole hour long conversation before we started this recording. (laughs) And we're going to try and recap and bring some of that energy to you guys today because she and I are both multi-passionate if you follow my journey I was a health coach a relationship coach business coach I help people with the tech pieces behind their business and there is a reason for that why she and I are both multi-passionate and this may explain some of those things for you today Sadie recently got diagnosed with ADHD and I have a sure heck, I've never been tested, but I'm pretty sure I am also on that spectrum. So we're going to be touching on ADHD today. Um, we're going to be talking maybe a little bit about PTSD and uh, being in narcissistic environments where we've had to really rely on masking and mirroring, which we'll get to um, in the podcast, but and how that shows up as codependent behavior and really how codependent behavior and ADHD is at the cusp of the burnout symptoms that I've seen in my clients. And that's why I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. Without further ado, welcome Sadie to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much of that introduction. Holy moly. <laughs> Just hearing it all being said that sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? There's much, but everything you said, just, it makes much sense. And I love the multi-passionate term because I am passionate about everything. And one of the unique pieces of that I'm learning that have to do with being an ADHD individual is that everything is important in our life. And so we have 45 tabs open in our brain and they're all equally as important. And so really learning how to zone in and um, take the, the tools and resources that are available to people with ADHD through mental health, weaved in through our you know, everyday lives to still be multi-passionate, but just feel sharper and more in control and less burnout is so important. I love everything that we're bringing. Thank you so much for having me. And, um... And the other thing we're going to be talking about is why it's so important for us who are struggling with burnout, bringing that self-care into the picture. Because without the self-care, without us being able to take care of our brains and our bodies as entrepreneurs, that is one of the main things that we really need to manage. 
because I have always talked about, about as a CEO, this is our greatest asset mm-hmm. in our business. If we can't think, if we can't strategize, how is our business going to grow without Steve Jobs thinking or that he wanted to have a computer in everyone's hand? We would not have smartphones today, right? Yes, yeah. we could say we wouldn't have iPhones, but then the iPhone opened up a whole realm of innovation for phones. It, who would have thought that we would have a computer in the palm of our hands today? It's wild. And I love that you talk about that. So, um, just to kind of give a little bit of background, I was in the military for nine years and um, thank you. I, we were talking about why we joined. I, I joined after a year of struggling through college and I really was like, I'm not very smart. I'm going to join the military, which is kind of opposite with what you were saying. Um, with your experience, I just never felt a smart person. I thought that the military was a good option to just get me some discipline, to get me some routine, and then also to find me a husband and to lose some weight. And so that I always joke about that because that I lost 30 pounds in basic training and I met my husband the week after basic training. So um, check, check. I can, I can get out now, but I did do nine years and it was actually, it was good for me in a lot of ways because it did provide me that routine and structure, but I really struggled a lot with self-esteem, self-confidence, um, really finding what works. So I struggle between tell me what to do, but don't tell me what to do. Give me structure, but I need flexibility. And one of my biggest challenges has always been my health and my weight. And so after I left the military, I was so terrified to gain weight that I did all kinds of crazy workouts and did all kinds of crash diets and ignored self-care, ignored relationships with my food and exercise and constantly beat myself up and lived in shame. And so it never made sense to me on why I couldn't live, why you know, I was sad and, and struggling. So I had all these other diagnoses, like anxiety, had, uh, I felt like I had body dysmorphia. I felt like I had binge eating, eating disorder, all these things. And I really kind of look back now and I'm thinking, I'm like, all of this stuff really had to do with this ADHD that I've had my whole life. It really fits under this nice umbrella. But going back to the self-care and how I partnered with Isogenic, like I had gained uh, 90 pounds with my son, who's four. And four years ago, I was really unhealthy. It wasn't about the weight that I had gained. It was about how poorly I was taking care of myself and how I really fell into this hole of not doing anything for me and doing everything for everybody else and pouring from an empty cup. You just you know, use that example of Steve Jobs. If he wasn't taking care of himself, he wouldn't have been able to come up with this brilliant idea. I went to care of myself. So all of my was being poured children and it, it wasn't helping anybody. And so I partnered with this company just for very good nutrition. It opened up so much that made sense for me that I decided to go ahead and partner with it. So three years later, uh, 90 pounds gone just feeling much better. Um, and then just really learning this whole new world with this ADHD diagnosis. And so um, a couple months ago is when I partnered with this uh, mental health company and I, I work with them as an outreach director and adding that to my plate of passions kind of set me as spiraling. And so when somebody gently suggested maybe you should get tested for ADHD. I laughed it off because that's been a running joke my whole life. And then my algorithm changed. Talk about iPhones. I think it was listening to me. All these TikToks (laughs) were showing up. All of these posts were showing up. And I was like, oh my goodness, maybe I do need, maybe there's something here. So I'm sharing my journey through uh, social media and just sharing with everybody my um, experience with 
using these tools to include medication, think that to really get myself back on track. So yeah, I, you know, you brought up a lot of other uh, subjects and stuff too, that we can kind of dive into, but that's sort of my background and story. So um, yes. just for some reference. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just bet Sadie is all about everything that does just me. I found that everything that I did related to burnout, whether I was talking about relationships or whether I was talking about health coaching or even in business as I was helping my clients, even the, the back-end tech pieces of their business, everything fell under the umbrella of burnout. And yeah. I'll be honest, I was supposed to, I wanted to launch a podcast a couple of years ago and I just couldn't figure out what to call it because I wasn't settled. I wasn't in a place where mm. I knew who I wanted to talk about your niche and your avatar and all of those things. It's like, I don't know. I just want to help everyone. And yeah. I feel like that's where Sadie and I also relate because she loves mm-hmm. helping people. Oh, that's, she got me connected with you know, veterans affairs and like, I'm getting the care that I need to handle some of the PTSD issues that I experienced. Um, going through basic training and through all my whole stint in the army and just everything that followed after that is like oh like there is a lot of stress and there's a lot of stress especially when you're in a male dominant environment and you're a female and then you have to deal with a lot of that she and I have Sadie and I have talked about just the I will say the the lack of recognition over the years for female veterans and how that has really affected us and how we show up. And now that we, it's a new age, um, more people or people groups are getting recognized and it's just a new day for us, but having to really kind of hone ourselves in and really be that mirroring and masking we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We have to show up as this person because I'm mirroring you. One, because of how we were brought up in, in our family and we had to deal with narcissistic people in our family and we had to learn how to mirror and mask, yeah. you know, because exactly. we didn't want to offend anyone. We didn't want to rock the boat. We really had to be careful about how we showed up for other people and just having to wear, I used to call it for myself that I was a chameleon. Yeah. My parents were divorced. So I showed up at my mom's house one way and I showed up at my dad's house a different way. Mm-hmm. And just having to really change. Yes. I, I would say it helped me a lot because when I joined the military, it's like, okay, who do I show up at basic training as okay let me find my gi jane persona and put that on right (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and then when i came back home i'm like oh okay let me take that mask off let me put on my friends and family mask okay i can be Mm -hmm. this person here exhausting it's exhausting really exhausting to have to do you know we have so many parallels you and i because when you were saying that about having the two different parents i had two different parents and for example, we were talking about singing earlier at my mom's house. I would just be singing show tunes and I, I don't sing very well. And I would just be like yelling around the house and everybody would be like, stop singing, Sadie. And then at my dad's, I would never dream of doing that. That was just not something that we did in that household. And so um, I grew up with you know, narcissists in my family and I didn't recognize that until recently this last year. And I I never knew which person I was going to get when I walked in the room. So it was 
you tiptoe down and you kind of peek your head around the corner to see like, are they in a bad mood? Are they going to take it out on me? Is it, um, do I need to comfort them? And that's really hard as a child to have to comfort a parent and think that. And then recognizing the whole energy in the house has shifted. And so I have been attracted to narcissists as friends and, you know, people that I associate with my whole life because it's comfortable to me. It feels home. And I have identified as an empath and sometimes in my life. And then other times I'm not because I can shut it out. I can turn it off. Working in ER as a nurse, I can very easily with my military background and trauma back, like I can easily just like, oh, patient in in trauma too, passed away or whatever. I'm already getting water for room number six. I don't have any time to sit and process and feel sad about that experience because I've already shut it off. And with ADHD too, it's kind of like an all or nothing personality. And so when you're mirroring and you're meeting people, especially in a position like yours and I, where we're, we're networking a lot and we're meeting people all the time, you're watching their body language. You're seeing what are they paying attention to? You're hearing all those things you're observing and you're matching it. And it can be very draining. And then yes. to tie back with the military and being a female veteran, when you're around men all of the time and when they're joking about uh, female related things or if they're bringing things up, like Locker we always talk. Say, and in, my husband and I served the same amount of time. I got out uh, at about year nine and he's still active duty. So he and I would have the same kind of humor back and forth where um, he was always pro-female in the military, but then I'd come home and be like, did you hear this joke? And he'd be like, I already did. haha. And it was like, looking back, I'm like, man, why didn't, why wasn't I, why did I partake in those jokes? But you had to do it for survival. And so yeah. now, especially being that has affected who I am and how much of that is affecting people still out there today and really trying to find what tools do I have in my toolbox to really support them. And it's going to be different for each person. You may not want to need my nutrition stuff with isotonics. That's fine. But maybe you do need to have an amazing massage therapist that we're friends with that I can connect with. Or maybe you want to try acupuncture. I have a friend that's an acupuncturist. Maybe you you want to work with a burnout coach. There's so many different ways to be able to support people. And that's where my true purpose has come. And that's helping people in all areas of health as the the major umbrella. And I have my, I have my, you know, personal story. I have my favorites. I have my different things or whatever, but overall, to help somebody make a huge impact in their life and to see that change unfold is the best feeling in the world to me. So, Good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're on this journey, what, um, what would you say, what am I, what am I trying to ask? What am I trying to say? I just thought we t- we talked about so many good things on the before this, and that's that's another thing with ADHD. We we have the hit, we bring it up, and then it's out, yes. and it's gone, gone. It's gone. It's, so I did a TikTok today, um, this morning, uh, sharing with my ADHD journey, and there was five things that I wrote down that helped me to identify that I have ADHD, and I'll share those with you now because it's exactly what you're talking about. Number one is that it feels like we have a million tabs open just like on your computer. And I truly do have over 40 tabs going right now. And, and it's, they're all just equally as important. And so when you sit down and you have five, 10, 15, two hours a day to do a task, it's really trying to figure out which one do I go with? The second one is that we can talk really fast. We talk a million miles an hour and we stumble over words and we have thoughts that are happening on top of other 
yes. before they're out of our mouth. And so you, it's hard to follow sometimes because we'll be, I use a lot of filler words. I use my I just did it. I use all these things on top of it because I'm trying to stall that I can gather my thoughts. We talk really fast. I'm also from Minnesota, which is an northern state. We talk really fast. The third one is we make careless mistakes. And now sometimes it's sending an email, forgetting a subject or submitting a test. We have a hundred percent on the test, but we forgot our name or typing really fast. I hit delete more than I actually hit actual letters on my keyboard. We make these careless mistakes sometimes. So when I'm sending out emails and stuff, like oftentimes do people say, you know, the link doesn't work. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the wrong link. So number four is some people are worse than others with interrupting. And I really try not to interrupt. I really try to wait for natural pauses, but it is, it is really hard because I will be sitting there in a conversation and I will actually be holding up my fingers. I will have three fingers hold up because I have three points I want to make. And then trying to remember what those three points are, I have to repeat them in my head over and over again. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. And it's, it's very rare that I can remember all three of them, but I try, I have my fingers up. And in the fifth one, the finally one is that it's never quartum is the ultimate torture. If you yes. wanted to torture me, put me in a padded room with nothing. I will probably rip the padding up. I was one of those kids that like, if I had a, a soda bottle or whatever, I'm ripping off the paper. I am doodling. I am making, you know, art or something. I'm writing on myself. All these different things never in our head. And so, yeah. all of these things can be the greatest asset and tool when it's, when becoming an entrepreneur, because we, we can use the good in all five of these, like exemplify the, the passions and the, the points and the you know, information, the value that we want to provide people. And so, but it can be in corporate world and in other industries, it can be seen you know, as, as disruptive and different things like that, and not always a good thing. Um, I'm so glad you talked about those five tips, because honestly, I was over here, what were we supposed to talk about? And that one thing, well, I, I don't know about you guys who are listening, but I raised up all five of my fingers for those. And so, hmm, who knows, maybe I need to get tested for um, ADHD. And actually my son has been officially diagnosed. And I used to joke a lot all the time that he got it from his father. His father um, did have a lot of those tendencies and it's really weird. Um, when we talk about nature versus nurture, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, part of our story is I, I got married when I joined the military and we weren't together for maybe, I would say, a year. It was one of those military PCS marriages and it didn't really last very long. And so when my son was with me, he didn't even know his father. I left his dad when my son was only six months old. And then they reconnected again when he was 16 years old. 16 years of his life that he's wow. never had connection with his father. Yeah. And they were riding in the backseat of my car and they sounded exactly alike. They talked the wow. same, same um, intonation. And I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. He, he had no contact with his father for a lot of those years mm -hmm. and to have them sound almost exactly the same sitting in my back seat, I, I was blown away. And for me, yeah. I was okay. 
there is something to this nature thing because his whole life I was trying to nurture him out Mm -hmm. of the ADHD tendencies. I sent him to therapy. I got him on medication, got him an IEP. Uh, I don't know, the education, individualized education plan that you get. Um, It's usually associated with special ed, but you can get an IEP. um, You don't have to be in special ed these days to get an IEP, but basically Mm -hmm. it's an education plan that the teachers know that they have that. What if I wish I had that? Right. So they would know that he had these tendencies. And actually when he was in the second grade, (laughs) the, the teacher had to teach with her hand on his head, this to get him to focus wow. and to concentrate. Cause wow. and when he was playing baseball, he'd be out, you know, it's like in the outfield, like he couldn't play infield. He had to be in the outfield because wow. he just didn't have the focus on the concentration. Right. And I took him to um, cognitive functioning. We did therapy and stuff, but this cognitive functioning tutoring to to increase his, you know, his processing speed and to increase the executive functioning. I didn't know anything yes. about executive functioning disorders. Just learning about that too. Wow. There's so much more information now than there was you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And so I don't like to sit here and be like, what if I was diagnosed as a child? What if this, what if that, what if whatever, because it's debilitating. What's the point? There's no point in sitting yeah. here and playing those games. But it is like taking what I know now and, and focusing in on the moment and focusing in on the future. Now, I have two kids. I have an 11-year-old and I have a four-year-old. My four-year-old is wild. He's just a crazy boy. I love him. And he's a lot of energy. And so My son was that way too. I'm not sure when is the right time to really just you know, bring it up and just see if it is something. Because there is, if you've met one person with ADHD, everybody is different. Right. And I look at my daughter, who is the stark opposite. She's not full of energy or anything, especially now she was earlier and stuff, but she does have a hard time holding on to tasks and things like that. And so she will do things fast. She makes careless mistakes. And as I'm learning more and more about this, it's really making me question. We had a parent teacher conference with her teacher. And I, I asked him, what does he think? And he's like, she's fine. And I was asking him specific questions and all of them were a yes. And I was, I don't want to do my daughter a disservice by not checking. And that doesn't mean you have to do anything with that information. It doesn't mean you have to go into like a medication route. You don't have to go into any sort of therapies. You don't have to get IP or any of these other things because each kid, each human is going to need a different path. And what yeah. really got me to the point where I finally got checked was because I think I was in an acute exacerbation of burnout because I, and you know, we didn't mention it in the introduction because I've had to let go of some things because I was doing too much. I had another side gig for nursing at another side gig, you know, building up this own coaching program and stuff. And it just, it began to be when I'd introduced myself, my intro was two minutes long to explain everything that I did, not to even mention the other random certifications and other like, hidden talents that I have. So it was confusing and a confused mind does nothing. And so I want to always make sure that I am giving my children the the best support that they need. And so whether or not we have a diagnosis for either one of those kids at any point, I want to make sure that I'm aware and I am looking at them and giving them um, the tools that they need in that moment. And so it's complete. They're two totally different children, as most people's kids are, two totally different things. It's always going to be, it's going to take a different mom. And if I'm not taking care of, back to self-care, if I'm not taking care of myself and my own ADHD, how am I expected to take care of them? You've got to put on your own oxen. As I 
oxygen mask first before putting on others. So I am by no means perfect. I still have a lot of learning to do. I have a lot of just self-discovery, personal development work. I love reading. I love educating. There's so much more that we will discover in our lifetime. And I love being a part of other people's journeys too, as they discover about themselves, whether it's in mental health or with their health journey. It's not always about dieting and weight loss. It's about feeling your best and you don't feel your best if your mental health isn't where it needs to be. So yeah, it all starts from up here. Um, and like the other thing about my son that I left out of the original story was I found out that his dad was actually medicated for ADD when he was oh. a child. And I didn't know. And when you're talking about just getting the diagnosis for your children, you know, and I will tell you, um, when my son got the diagnosis, it opened up a whole new level of compassion from me yeah. as a parent. Because as I was sharing on the the pre-interview, I scored very high on my ASVAB. Mm -hmm. I could choose any job that I wanted because I scored high. And I was a psych major. Of course, they had a behavioral health specialist opening. I went for it. It's like, I'm going to be a psych major. Of course, I should do this field of study. And of course, that's how the recruiter got me. I'm just saying. But (laughs) (laughs) and because I had been very smart been very successful in school I didn't realize that okay this is my son he's a chip off of the block he Mm should he should 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 be just me yeah don't should all over yourself um but it's worse (laughs) when we should all over our kids and since I've diagnosed myself I've noticed things with my children where I'm just like I'm having a little bit more compassion we're coming up with other um ways of doing things especially when it comes to cleaning and stuff checklists are really, really important to me. And now I've got this board of thought. It's a whiteboard and I've got five different color sticky notes and each sticky note represents a different area of my life. So if you've ever heard of a, uh, oh, no, I'm not gonna be able to remember This is another HD moment. What it's called. It's a bon we board or something like that. Kanban. Kanban, there we go. Um, And it's kind of that where I've got all these sticky notes of how long does this task take? How important is there? There's a section for today. There's a section for tomorrow. There's a section for someday. Um, and I get to move them around. And so when I'm looking at the board of thought and I have five minutes, oh, this one says five minutes. Let me knock it out real quick. And then Perfect. I'm more productive than just staring at the board, trying to figure out what I can do and what's the priority. These are my tab, right? my brain. And so for my daughter, who has a hard time with um, getting certain things, done, like brushing her hair, she has to wear deodorant now. Um, I don't want to put all of her business out there because she's not a preteen, but like making sure that she does those things, I have to be there to enforce it, to help her through it. Where's my checklist for her checklist? And yeah. where, you know, my checklist, remember my things. And we were talking about uh, disrupting some of my routine lately because I did start a medication and now the medication is throwing off my morning routine and I have to change things. And it's, I love routine but I also love flexibility. So one of the reasons why I always go back to, you know, isogenics, which has been a part of my life for three years is because I can be flexible and I can be routine. I can change it up and still have results. And I can just be who I need to be that month with what they have to offer. It's all about well-being. 
And if you are not familiar with the company, if you're not familiar with you know, how things work or whatever, let's just chat on the outside. You know, she'll have how to contact me and the information here. But it's all about finding your health goals and seeing what works for you and just having options. And like I say, it's a tool in my tool belt. If you come to me and say, I don't want any of that, but I do want you know, help with clean eating or I want help with you know, mental health or I want help with uh, uh, ADHD or any of the other areas that I love to talk to people about, which is all you know, health related, there's multiple different facets. Yeah. Then we can focus on that. I just, like I said, love helping people and knowing what I know about ADHD, it helps me narrow in on myself to narrow in to help others. So there's lots of cool tools out there. I'm learning new ones every single day, adding them to my toolbox. And of course I get to partner with amazing people. You learn from you every day or time we get together for a boss ladies event. If you're in the South Bay, come join our events and just meet amazing people and women yeah. who are in business, women who are just looking for community and friendship. It's, it's a lonely world out there. You've got to find your people. I love being able to connect people with other people. So love to invite the masses. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you're just stopping through LA, you know, yes. and we have an event. Go ahead. You know, the thing that I love the most about today's conversation is the awareness yeah. around how all these things are connected. The brain, the body, the health, it, the weight loss, and you know, mm-hmm. the gut health. Um, our gut is our second brain of, you know, because you're going through a cleanse now or mm-hmm. detox. When we have all of this junk laying around in our gut, it leads to the brain fog, which exacerbates <laughs> the burnout, the ADHD. It, it just makes it even more worse than it already is. Well, my new favorite term that you had mentioned in the beginning too was um, I'm starting to refer to myself as a biohacker. And to take a quick moment on that, um, you've heard of life hacks. There's all kinds of life hacks. And when you find out you've been putting the trash bag in the trash can wrong your whole life, that's a life hack. There are biohacks that you can do to help your body function well. And so when you look at health as a wheel, there's different cogs on the wheel. You've got your gut health, you've got your mental health, you've got your sleep, you've got your energy, you've got your physical health. Are you exercising things that when one of those cogs is off, the wheel doesn't move well. Now, yeah. one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And now your check engine lights on. If your check engine lights on in your car, that's scary because your car could just stop moving in the middle of a freeway. And what's going to happen? Think of your body, a car. If your body just stops moving in the middle of something important, you need to work to make money. If you're not making money, you can't pay for your house. You can't feed your children. You can't do these other things. Well, when your health, your wheel of health is off, you it affects everything else in your life. And it's a slippery slope. In the yeah. military, we've got added pieces to that health that where our experiences, whether you deployed or not, or whether you were just in this environment, which is can be very toxic. I am doing a, a wellness cleanse today. And what that does is that removes the toxins from my body. Well, you've got to move the toxins from your brain as well. You've got to move your toxins from you know, who you hang out with. If you're hanging out with somebody who just wants to drink all the time on the weekends and you want to get away from drinking, that's a toxin as well. And so yeah. with this term biohacking, it is giving your body that leg up to do what it's supposed to do naturally. We naturally remove toxins, but when you give it an, a botanical, a, a plant-based, you know, aloe vera, different things like that, that help with that process. Cleansing is in all different cultures all around the world. It is in every different religion. There are fasting, cleansing, all different kinds of research for years and years and years. We do it in a very supportive way. And so being able to do that hack in your body's natural source of clearing itself out is 
the coolest thing ever. I'm obsessed with it. We have hacks for skin. We have hacks for removing the, the dead and dying cells and, and working on that mitochondria. You remember mitochondria from biology and night? We have a way of working with that powerhouse of the cell to give it more energy on that level. And so this is just a whole new way to talk about health. And so when you're looking at leveling up your energy, leveling up your sleep, bringing your body to the next level. Maybe you're really focusing on bettering your skin now because you're sick of infections or maybe you're pre-diabetic or maybe you have, well, maybe you're managing a preventable disease and you want to reverse it or difference like that. That's where my nursing background can come in and I can help educate. Now I am insured in case anybody wants to say that nurse told me to do this and that. I'm never going to tell you to do anything that's not safe and not consulting with your doctor. But just as a CYA, I do have that background and I, I, you know, cover my own butt when it comes to stuff like this, but I do promote things, getting your annual wellness checkup, getting your blood work done. I just had my blood work done. It came back fabulous. And I'm just proud of it because I was pre-diabetic. I was pre-cholesterol, was pre-hypertensive. I was all of these things. And now I feel like I have control of my health and I feel like I'm gaining control of the ADHD and I'm gaining this, this newfound appreciation, awareness, superpower, whatever you want to call it. Just call me a biohacker. As part of my introduction, I'm so excited and I I could probably talk you off, but we are coming up on uh, close to 40 minutes of chatting here. I feel like I could talk to you all day about this stuff for real. Because you yeah. and I are just so similar. We're on the same playing field with so many things. But I just want to, again, thank you so much for having me on and just asking these amazing questions. And just, I feel so good. I feel like I could just like scale on right now or something. <laughs> just feel full of joy. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll say to bring it back to the burnout archetypes, because you are the popular archetype for those who are <laughs> right, the popular archetype. I describe her as a social butterfly and the extreme mm-hmm. extrovert who gets their energy from being around others that speaks to the different archetypes and how we relate to mm-hmm. each other and how we relate to ourselves and even with the energy and how we deal with burnout and how our own bodies react to just different energies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, such an interesting thing because I've always, I, I love people. I really do. And I, I worked with a lot of people. There's a lot of nurses out there. I'm going to call y'all out out there who don't people. And I'm like, why did you go into nursing? It's all about people. But I really love sitting down and talking to people and hearing their stories and learning about them. But I need to have my own quiet and my own reserve from time to time as well, which is why we love to travel, which is why we love to have that decompression. Sometimes I do think go to a red light sauna once a week and just have quiet 40 minutes of heat and quiet and just peace. And it's not boring because I watch Netflix, but it's like, that's my time to recharge my batteries. I take sleep very seriously. Do not call me in the middle of the night unless your house is burning down and I might still not even wake up. It's really hard to manage that extrovert personality type without burning out, without compromising in other areas. And I've worked really hard to balance it. And I can recognize those signs when I don't want to talk to people that's when you need to be checking on me. If you haven't heard from me in a few days, that's when you need to be like, come poke me with a stick and right because that's out of character for me. And though um, it also, it does bring up for more people means more experiences, more drama, sometimes more like more trial more bullying too of energy. Yeah. Because yeah. people will, I will check in with somebody and be like, Hey girl, how you doing? How are things going? And they will unload 
And that's the empath in me too, right? And they will just unload about all of their stuff. And I'm like, what do I do with this? Especially if they're not interested in change. If they are just complaining to complain, what can I do with that? And they want to bring me down and, and be on my level with me. And so yeah. it can be really exhausting to, to have this kind of a personality type as well. And so it is monitoring that and watching that and just really finding out where is that nice, even balance. And that's where you need to just have that good support system. And whether it's paying a therapist, paying a coach, or just finding great friends, you've got to have that support system. It is, yeah. it is the scaffolding that holds us together. And that's why in, in my program, one of the first things that we work on is setting boundaries, managing energy, who's, um, who's giving you energy and who's taking it away because yeah. we need to really be cognizant of that if we're trying to heal from the burnout. Cause until we mm-hmm. recognize the patterns that are happening, we won't know like, Oh, we just feel like something hit us. And it's like, oh, why do I feel like this today? And until we really quantify that, especially for us who are mm-hmm. empaths and we're reacting a lot to, mm-hmm. to our outside world. Sometimes it takes that downtime to really oh, that evaluation piece that is what's causing that that's what's causing that and a lot of my clients Mm -hmm. when we sit down and we do that exercise it's like oh I knew my mom every time she calls she kind of brings me down but I didn't Mm -hmm. realize it was that was the pattern so just helping my clients recognize the patterns has been key which awareness is the first key in every step process out there and you bring up such a good point with family members and stuff that is it's just creating good boundaries and it can be so difficult. Sometimes like I grew up in a small town in Minnesota and a lot of them, they are not going to leave that small town. They're not happy, but they're not going to do anything to leave. And I live in LA, one of the biggest, most bustling cities with all different kinds of people. Like I am definitely, I wouldn't say I'm the black sheep. I am the rainbow sheep of the family because I haven't had meat in three years. So my goodness, you'd think that I would just, I'm just the crazy one for, for right. not eating meat. And I'm like, look at my blood work. It's better than all of yours. I'm just saying <laughs> you know, I'm involved with the network marketing. So you'd think that I'd have a unicorn or a horn coming out of my head. I, I like doing stuff, sound baths. I like energy vortexes. I like to experience other cultures. I meditate. I, I do breath work. I do all of these things. And to some people, this is all woo woo. This is crazy. This and that. And it's we do have a big amount of our family that's very, very religious as well. And it's, it can be um, exhausting to try to explain myself to all these people. I just stopped. I stopped explaining it. I'm like, this is what I like to do. And you like it or not, I'm going to come in with this big sparkly jacket on, whether you like it or not, I'm going to be who I am. And I know that the people out there, I'm, I'm building a leadership team within my company. I love to find myself surrounded with people who get it. And if yeah. you don't get it, that's okay. We can have a different relationship. There doesn't, you don't have to agree on every single level. And we don't, and it's important to know that you don't have to have an opinion on every little thing in this planet. And a lot of my family is just opinionated on things that don't matter to them. They just have to have an opinion to have an opinion. And you yeah. don't like, I don't need to care what other people do on their, their farm. Just they don't need to care what I put in my mouth. It just doesn't, it doesn't need to be addressed. And so I think that that's really important to have that, um, that release and that clarity and that too, when it comes to awareness, it just, it gives you more peace 
when you don't feel like you have to force yourself into having an opinion about things that you know, politics is really difficult with that. And that's why we're just coming off of Thanksgiving weekend here. And how many memes and stuff out there are, are, are there out there now where it's just people talking about, like, did you survive the politics at the table? And I'm like, I don't even talk politics. It's like, like two people right. in the world because I'm like, so uh, it's so personal. Right. There's so much that we're being asked to have an opinion on that doesn't affect us. It's whole subject and podcast there, but like, it's just a lot of, I have so much that I just want to share with people and just like say it's to, to put it all in a short podcast, but it's like, it, I just want to open it up to any of the listeners out there. If you want to have conversations, like, let's do it. I just, I want to meet people. I want to talk to you. I want to hear about your stories. And Kylie's the same way. I mean, we've, we've been in these little situations with the boss ladies where they were just in this round table of ladies and we're all talking and it just gets surreal. It's such yeah. good content. We talk about ideas and and things and places and experiences and it's just refreshing and I love it give me more of that yes so um if you want to connect with Sadie and have more of these conversations she's one she's in the boss ladies Facebook group (laughs) but that only applies to you if you're here in the South Bay with us is you can find her at Sadie getting healthy on Instagram and um, she's just Look up Sadie Tolberg on Facebook and she is everywhere. <laughs> and, um, but what, because she is everywhere and doing a lot of different things, it makes her you know, that much more, um, I would say accessible and not, um, and just because mm-hmm. she knows a lot about a lot of things, she's very easy to connect with. That's what I meant by accessible. So mm-hmm. go ahead and connect with her and just um, like, if, especially if you want to learn more about biohacking and she's got it all. She does the nursing. She does the mental health piece. She does um, the biohacking with the isogenics and like, mm-hmm. all the nutrition background that she has. Like, I don't think I mentioned in my story, which is, well, maybe I did, but I've lost 90 pounds. And for people who are yes. specifically looking for weight loss, I've been there. I know what it's like. Um, and so having that relatability and just finding different tools, because I've tried everything. And so what may work for me, it may not work for you, oh, different things like that, but I do have lots of knowledge on different ways that work for you in your energy level, your time, your budget, you know, all of the different things with your background. Um, and we can really dive into the, some of the psychology and just get you the tools and stuff you need. Um, I always say, you know, throw in that little t- tidbit. Sometimes I, I don't even tell people about my weight loss journey because it's so much more about the health and like how I've recovered my health and how I've gotten control over it. But some people are specifically looking for weight loss. And so yeah. I do you know, bring that up. I hate the term diet. I hate the diet culture. I hate the idea of let me just change my life for six weeks and see if I can lose all this weight and then go back to your old habits. And what? Let's right. heal your relationship with food. No. Let's heal your relationship with your body. Let's heal your relationship yeah. with exercise. Like, so much more to be had to just have a more comfortable vitality in your lifestyle. And it's a part of what I do as well. And love it. Thank you so much for all of the plugs there. <laughs> That's the cool thing. As an entrepreneur, we can do as much or as little as we want. We own our yes. schedules. We can control the level of burnout that we subject ourselves to. You said you had to cut a few different things off of your plate because you're trying to you know, heal and recover from your own burnout journey as well. So that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. And-, and you can always come back to it. That was a big thing for me is I know I can always come back to it. Like, I really try not to burn bridges. Yeah. I, 
if you've ever followed the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram eight for any, anybody that knows what that is. And so we can be very argumentative and we can be very um, opinionated. We stick up for the underdog or different things like that. And it's kind of easy to just kind of cut somebody off and think that, but I really don't like to do that. It's just not a part of my core of who I am. And so when it comes to, um, just always leaving something better than what I found it. That was something I learned on the ranges in the military. You'd get to this shooting range and they're like, clean it better than what you found it. And yeah. it's like, but it was clean when I got here. So sometimes you know, I have that mentality with other people where it's like, even if our, our paths do just bring us in different directions, just, I hope that you're in a better place, you know, than when I found you. And um, sometimes we do have to energetically just part ways or whatever, but I'd rather it be in an amicable way that I said you know, something peaceful and loving and letting you on your journey moving forward. And um, I think that's just so important to, overall for, for all of who we are and stuff. So. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. That's the whole thing about this entrepreneurial journey is we come, we go, we receive, we give, and it's this mm -hmm. whole energy exchange. And that's the beauty of avoiding burnout in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So, no, we probably could talk Thank for you. days and days and days, which we will at other events I know. But for this podcast we're gonna wrap it up and thank you again for joining us sadie today Yay. on the burnt out entrepreneur podcast and to connect with sadie go to the links in the show notes and we'll see you guys again next time bye thank you 